0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. It finished Liverpool to West Ham nil at the London Stadium. Uh, a, a stadium which we've which we actually folded at last season. We've done historically since West Ham moved there, we've done really, really well there. Um, a game where we played in the orange kit really comes to mind, uh, where Oxlade Chamberlain scored a banging goal, and I think we won 4-0 or 4-1 that game, but it's a stadium Uh, and team, actually, that we do very well against in in recent history. But obviously, last season at the London Stadium, we did have that draw uh, after the Man City defeat, which uh, hampered our ability to win the league. But none of that this season. Uh, We came away from the London Stadium uh, with a 2-0 win, and we've gone on to be the first team in the Premier League to beat every single team in a season, which is really, really impressive. I I can't believe that hadn't already been done by... Um, one of the teams that had won the Premier League, you know, the likes of the Chelseas and the uh, the Man Cities of the world. But um, but yeah, that's an- another great statistic to add add to the uh, to the absolute pile of uh, statistics that we're gathering. The season forty one um, games unbeaten now, uh, making it the second longest run in Premier League history. Obviously chasing down that Arsenal record. Um, but yeah, it was a game where. I think from the first kind of like four minutes, five minutes, you could see what uh, or how the game would would maybe play out. Um obviously West Ham, because of the situation they're in, they were as you as you would expect, very reluctant to to put a lot of men forward. Allaire at the top was kind of just a lone man up front, wasn't able to really get into the game. Uh, he did hold the ball up maybe a little better in the second half, but in the first half he was he was a very isolated figure up there. And, um, yeah, he couldn't really cause too much. Snodgrass wasn't really too much of a problem. Obviously there was no Felipe Anderson or Mikhail Antonio for them, or even Yarmolenko. Um, so didn't really have that kind of cutting edge at uh, the top of the field. But from our perspective, um, yeah, I think we probably knew that was the way West Ham were going to play. Uh, and so it became one of those games where... Um, We needed to score early, we needed to score quickly, um, and that would help us later on in the game because it would mean that West Ham have to come on to us, uh, which gives us a little more um, space to play in, basically. Um, But we did kind of wear them down. Obviously, um, they had a resolute defence, and so we did have to pass the ball quite a bit, you know, pass and move. The players were really good in terms of not holding on to the ball for too long, uh, making sure we can move the ball left to right uh, and keeping the defence shifting and on its toes um, we did make a couple of chances. Andy Robertson was kind of at the heart of it. Uh, West Ham were playing a, a young um, right-back, I think it was his first Premier League start, in Gakia. Uh, it looks like teams are fancying giving um, some players uh, their first start Premier League starts against us, which is interesting. We saw Tanganger against uh, when we faced Tottenham, uh, and now in Gakia for West Ham. But uh, he was caught out a few times, um, just kind of switching off and allowing Andy Robertson to get in behind him. But um, unfortunately, we weren't able to take any of those chances. But it was around the 34th, 35th minute that we did um, get the breakthrough. And it was a, a great little ball in behind the defenders um, from Alexander-Arnold into Roberto Firmino with a nice bit of control. Obviously, VAR checked for for handball there afterwards. But um, there was definitely no hand in that. Uh, and Firmino was able to kind of just turn away from his defender, get the ball into Origi. Uh, who got on the right side of the defenders. Um and he was kind of just staring one-on-one with Fabianski just a couple of yards out and uh Diop really had no choice um uh, but to to take him down really and there was no there was no really complaints by the West Ham fans or the players really. I think everyone knew it was a penalty and Mo Salah um put it away expertly. I think he's the default penalty taker now um, when James Munner is not on the pitch Um, I like Firmino taking penalties as well but I know he's he's missed a couple even Oxlade-Chamberlain but I've got no issues with Salah taking the penalties he obviously scored again which is fantastic it was a good penalty Um, and yeah that really helped us that kind of really helped the rest of the game I think had we not scored in the first half it would have been more of the same and you know the closer we got to the end of the game West Ham would have had uh, more confidence that they could possibly, you know, snatch a point or maybe even three if they were if they were really lucky. But that goal was really good to um just kind of ease the tension on our side a bit, um, as well as just get West Ham to open up a bit. And and that's definitely what we saw in the second half. West Ham came out with a bit more of a positive attitude in the second half. Think, you know, they didn't really have a choice. Um they couldn't carry on playing like they were. They would have got nowhere. Um, so it was, that was helpful from our perspective as well and it was actually um, from a corner they won that we, we ended up getting our second goal it was a it was an okay corner it wasn't the best corner but it was defended well um, and uh, Henderson was able to get the ball out to, to Mo Salah and Oxlade-Chamberlain was absolutely bursting forward there supporting Salah in that and Salah played a beautiful little ball with the outside of his left foot just curling in towards Oxlade-Chamberlain, and and the Ox just absolutely bodying Manuel Lanzini, who had uh, tracked back um, from a West Ham perspective, but stood absolutely no chance against uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain there, and uh, yeah, Oxlade-Chamberlain very calmly uh, slotting past Fabianski, um, and just before that, Lanzini did actually have a chance where he kind of fluffed his lines a bit, He I think he played the ball against his own leg or something, but yeah, it was a good chance for West Ham, but it just I guess one shows the difference in kind of quality um, we'd created a couple of chances and, and obviously our strikers maybe in a little more form um, than the West Ham ones and obviously that second goal really made them pay for that mistake and I think after that then uh, there were a few nervy moments that Trent Alexander nearly put the ball into his own net can't remember the last time we scored an own goal I remember back in the days of Uh, Obviously, Jamie Carragher was quite famous for that. Uh, Martin Skirtle, I feel like we used to score a lot of own goals back in those days. But I can't remember the last time we scored an own goal. It's been a long, long time. Uh, But we nearly did with Trent Alexander-Arnold. But luckily for us, it came off the post. Um, Alisson did have to make a couple of uh, really good saves as well. Um, Most notably from Declan Rice from a free kick. It was bent in nicely and um, uh, from wide left. Uh, And Alisson clawing to his right to to get the ball away and he keeps yet another clean sheet. Um obviously the Wolves game was 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 a little bit of an exception. They kind of turned up the turned up the volume and the quality. Whereas West Ham were kind of tried to turn on tried to turn on the pressure but uh didn't really have the quality to beat us um or beat Allison. Uh but yeah so another clean sheet for him. And I think he must be close to the golden glove already and obviously he missed kind of like 8 to 10 games i think at the beginning of the season when he was out injured which feels like an absolute eternity ago but that just uh, is testament to how well uh, the back four have played with him since he's come back uh, so that was really really positive and great to see um i think the other kind of talking points that came out this was it felt like a routine win and 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 i'm it's so amazing that wins like this are now just routine for liverpool uh, you know before even just two, three seasons ago, games like this were really tough, and we were coming out of these with maybe a draw, you know, or maybe nicking a win or something like that. But but the way we are, the way we are this season, and the way we are, the way we were towards the end of last season, we are just, we're just relentless. Um, I, I don't really go into any game thinking it's going to be anything other than a than a victory for us. So that's really, really great to see. And another standout performer for me um, was Henderson again. Uh, we've seen since Fabinho's injury him adapt his role from the start of the season um, into that more more sitting number six position and I actually think it's going to be very difficult for Fabinho to come back into the team. I don't think he helped himself in the Shrewsbury game Um, and, and I think obviously Klopp was looking for him to make a really solid performance there and he possibly maybe even would have started against West Ham or at least maybe Southampton but I think because of his performance in that, I think Klopp's unwilling to tinker um, at the moment, uh, and so I, th- I fully expect Henderson to continue against West Ham um, uh, against Southampton. Sorry. Um, with that same field of Wijnaldum and, and Oxlade-Chamberlain or maybe even Cater, who actually came on uh, towards the end and actually made a really positive impact. Uh, it's good to see him back again in the squad. Um, he's been in and out. That's probably the story of his Liverpool career, really, that he's just been in and out. But um, he had a, made a couple, couple good touches when he got into the game, uh, closing down the ball well, so that was really positive to see. So maybe Klopp may slot him in um, into, uh, into the team for the Southampton game on the weekend. But, um, yeah, I thought he was positive. Oxley chamberlain again, was really good. He seemed, he's cut kind of a a more frustrated figure in the past couple of weeks. Um, I think Klopp's always kind of gone to him to replace him as one of the first substitutions around the 60th, 70th minute. Uh, And I think he hasn't necessarily either thought he was playing that bad or, or just frustrated with himself for his own performance. But he definitely redeemed himself in this game. Obviously, the goal helped um, and his all-round midfield player was really, really good, closing the ball down. When he was on the ball, he was playing the right passes, positive, getting a few shots off like he like, you know, like he likes to do. Um, so that was really positive from himself as well. Uh, and obviously, the defense is is just the defense. Um, in terms of the strikers, it's interesting because we do play when there is no Mane. We do play slightly differently. And uh, yeah, Divock. Divok has many qualities, but he is not Sadio Mane, and so I think we just have to, particularly the first game, the first full game we play without, without one of the front three, we always it always takes us a bit of time to adapt to, uh, whoever's come in that their kind of their style and the way they play and how that impacts particularly the fullbacks. So that was um, interesting to see. I think Origi still did really really well. Obviously, he won the penalty. Um, and I think he will probably start against Southampton as well. Um, Southampton are probably one of the most formed teams in the Premier League right now so undoubtedly that will be a tough game again. Um, and obviously you know they they're in a they're in a battle as well and they're in a relegation battle themselves. Uh, and so they'll be trying to clamor any point they can and, and taking points off us uh, will definitely help them. So I'm sure they will be up for it, but as Klopp says, you know his team will be ready to fight. And I'm sure we will. Um, it's kind of a Saturday three o'clock kickoff. It's very rare these days that we uh, that we play on a Saturday at three o'clock. I think. Um, so that's really good. And then obviously we go into our winter break, uh, or two weeks of break with the uh, FA Cup replay in between. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how the kids do against um, against uh, Shrewsbury. But what do you guys think of of Klopp's kind of decision around the FA Cup? Uh, my opinion is I think he's completely in his right. I think. As um, he said, you know, the FA said, um, you've got a break. Uh, and the, um, the Premier League have said, you've got a break. We won't schedule games. But then they've just gone and scheduled games. Um, and I read an article, a really interesting article, about um, how one of the reasons why we have all these, these problems is because we essentially have three bodies. We have the PFL, which is the, uh, the, like the Premier League organization. We have the EFL, which is the English Football League Association. And then we have the FA as well. And all of these... Uh, three organizations are all trying to uh, pursue their own goals and their own commercial interests and stuff like that and so that's causing a lot of their scheduling problems that are uh, that are, are happening but let me know let me guys let me know what you guys think and if you're watching this on youtube let me know in the comments um we'll get in touch on my instagram or twitter with what you think uh is Klopp right or is Klopp wrong you know should should he at least be going to the games um and we'll maybe even sending some of his first team players but uh that should be an interesting game anyway. Obviously, it's not televised, so that's, that's a, another interesting game to try and watch. But uh, yeah, the West Ham game obviously finished well. Next up is Southampton, um, which, as I said earlier, won't be won't be um, easy at all. Obviously, Danny Ings as well, coming back to Anfield with a point to prove he's been really, really prolific this season. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. But thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.